With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Western Europe's premier American and tap room. Open seven days a week from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 p.m. And later, live music, entertainment, and trivia at all eight locations with over 300 beers to choose from. And, of course, they are Western Europe, one of Western Europe's only Kid and dog friendly bars. Buffalo Go Apparel. Also want to recognize them. One of the best spots to get all of your Buffalo sports apparel needs, whether it's your shirts, your hats, your hoodies. I happen to be wearing two of the newest editions of the Buffalo Go. Uh, both my own design, the goat hoodie shirt. You guys have all seen it in the past. Well, Buffalo Go will now be carrying that exclusively on their website. You can find it at Buffalo Go Co. on Instagram and Twitter or at buffalogo.com. And, of course, this beautiful Hashik goaded Letterman cap. I mean, it doesn't even do it justice. One of the best embroidered hats I've ever seen in my life. Um, the way you see the 39 on the back of the old goat head jerseys with the silver, the, the white, the red, it's perfect. And, of course, you got the Hashik helmet on the side. Can't go wrong with that hat. Make sure you go keep an eye out for that. It'll be dropping next week. Um Find them at buffalo.com, at Buffalo Co. on Instagram and Twitter, at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter, or fattybeer.com. Uh, make sure you love them two goalies when Mike sent you. Sabres, um, no wooing tonight, uh, even though it is the Stinger, Sting's final match later tonight, AEW. Uh, <laughs> no wooing tonight. Um, they crashed and burned tonight in the third period uh, with a 2-1 to one lead. Give that up. Ties up 2-2, and then, uh, you know, uh, they come back and take their first lead of the game on a shot I think UPL probably wanted back uh, from Barron uh, off the rush. I think it was Barron off the rush. Um, I think UPL definitely wanted that one back. Uh, and when's the last time we could say that about uh, Uko Pekalukin? Man, he has been absolutely one of the most consistent goalies we've seen in almost a decade. Uh, in that for Buffalo. So you can't really blame him. And then Connor with a two-on-one break right after that goal. UPL robs him blind. So, you know, I've already seen it on Twitter. A couple of people want to blame coaching for starting UPL, not Comrie, uh, UPL. No, no. 
You were starting UPL. You were never starting Comrie in this game. There was no chance in hell. Not a chance in hell. Uh, you you need you need every single point you can get. You were starting UPL. And I'm not even sure if you're going to try and chalk this up to fatigue. I mean, it's going to happen every once in a while. It's unfortunate it happened in that moment. But he followed up with a lot of big saves after that. Um, it's not like his workload last night was as like what it was tonight where he was like dog tired after last night's game. I know it's a back to back and that's tough for any goalie, but at the end of the day, like I thought he was great tonight. <laughs> you know, he made some fantastic saves. He made a couple saves he probably shouldn't have made. Um, and then of course, again, you know, he let that third one in, but Sabres got to respond. They have to respond. Your top six did nothing for you tonight. It was your bottom six. And that's kind of been the, the, uh, the story of this season is inconsistency from your top six. You know, this is a game where, again, you probably wanted your Dylan Cousins or your Tage Thompson, your Jeff Skinner, your Alex Tuck to come up with a big goal for you. You know, you guys are you're you're paying these guys good money to be those players in those positions, and they're not. Or even Casey Middlestat. We'll talk about Casey Middlestat too. Middlestat wants a big contract in these in games like tonight. In moments like tonight is where you want him to show you. He's that guy and nothing. So, I, again, I, I don't know, man. I, it, it just it bugs me that this kind of run is happening this late in the season. I know they lost tonight, but they're gonna put themselves. I, I'm not listen. I don't. I'm not. I'm not advocating losing for draft position, but I, I can. I I manifested it a week ago when I tweeted it as like this team is gonna go on a late a late season run here uh, in March and end of, you know, end of February, March, and they're going to want to run and they're going to miss the playoffs by like two, three, one, two or three points. You're not going to trade some of the players you should be trading right now uh, for either assets or packages for players to help you now. And you're going to be scratching your head in the season and wondering, well, well, what the fuck, you know, uh, same old Sabres. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm fed up with it, man. That sucked. And this team has more regulation wins than a lot of teams in front of them. And I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Actually, uh, the the standings um, in our conference and in the East, we have more regulation wins than a lot of teams in front of us. Yet, because of this team's inability to get games into overtime, they're not gonna make the playoffs. I'm not guaranteeing if they would have been better at that, they still would have made the playoffs. You're still 10 points back. But if you could have gotten, I don't know, 10 loser points this season, just 10, 10 more or 10 total. Uh, guess what? <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're a lot closer to that wild card spot. Yeah. So Sabres only have four overtime losses. So only four loser points. Um, yeah, it just it bugs me. It really, really does bug me. Um, there's a lot of teams that are in front of you right now where you do have more regulation wins uh, than, and that could be one of the deciding factors in you not making the playoffs. And yes, the biggest issues on this team aren't just that. It's well, they're tied into that. It's the lack of top six scoring. A lot of the season when you were getting a top six scoring, the lack of depth scoring. Uh, and the different parts of the season, it was, you're just atrocious in your own end defensively, leaving your goalies out to dry the first three months of the season, you know, uh, 
And now it's like, okay, you're getting the bottom six scoring consistently, but where's the top six scoring? It it drives me nuts. It it drives me fucking nuts. Um, And I think some scores went Buffalo's way tonight. I know. Um, Let me pull those up too. Some scores did go the Buffalo Sabres way tonight. I think Washington lost today. Um, Let's see who else lost. Scores in tonight's game. Um, Penguins lost. Let's see here. Penguins lost. Devils lost. Capitals lost. So pretty much every team that you need to lose today, lose. You just couldn't even get a loser point out of tonight. That's just infuriating. Absolutely infuriating, to say the least. Um, When a night goes the way it did for you tonight, in terms of teams in front of you. And currently, the Oilers are beating the Penguins 2-0. So... There's that. Um, yeah. Um, it, it, it sucks because you just get this game in the garage. I know it's a back-to-back. The fatigue sets in. But you know what? Winnipeg was on a back-to-back tonight, too. They played last night, too. And they outshot you a lot to a little. Um, and <sighs> UPL just held you in it, man. They, he gave you a chance to win. Um you gotta be your top six have to compete like top six players. Um, you can't be losing games to win it. You can't be going from beating, you know, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights last night, and then I forget who it was you beat, uh, or the Tampa Bay Lightning two nights before that, and then you you come into Winnipeg again in another must win situation, and you pissed on your leg in the third period. That's what you did. You absolutely pissed on your leg. Yeah, the Sabers were out shot thirty three two. 19. I mean, that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. You can't get out shot that bad when your season's on the line. You just can't. You got to get pucks on that. Um, first period, they were definitely outplayed. Um, they were allowing Winnipeg to enter the zone really un- un- unopposed. Um, they did it with ease. Uh, Winnipeg was really good off the rush tonight. Um, working the puck, getting, getting control in the zone. Uh, their passing was pretty much pinpoint. Whereas Buffalo, I mean, the first period, it was meh. You know, it wasn't a terrible period, but Winnipeg was definitely the better team. You were definitely the better team in the second period. You were more physical. You you, you, you cashed on your power play opportunity. Um, or, you know, the power play was in the first period, I believe. Um, but anyways, like, you know, you you you, you outskated them. You the, the one goal you did have from Robinson was off the forecheck where you just outworked them. Ben Crumps made a beautiful pass to Robinson for the goal. Um, you were winning puck battles. Again, Darlene was a wrecking ball out there. And before I finish, fuck Mark Shifley, by the way. Fuck that guy. What a dirty what a dirty chop on Darlene. Like, I understand that he was throwing the body out there, but they were clean hits. And that was a joke. That was a fucking joke. And I know I tweeted it out uh, heading into the third. I'm like, if we can get up by two or more goals here late in the period. Somebody better go fucking make Shifley answer for that. I know that you got to, you just can't go out there and um, go nuts like a bull in a China shop and, you know, go hunt down Shifley in that close of a game when every single point matters. Um, And maybe if the season had gone a different way, maybe it would have been different. Maybe they would have responded immediately. 
But I would have loved to have, man, after they went down by two. Somebody just fucking go find Mike Shif- Mark Shifley and just bury his fucking face on the boards. Because that was fucking trash, man. Absolute fucking trash. Um, hacks Darlene right above the ankle. Um, the guy powered through. Um, I'm not sure how many minutes he did play tonight, but it was a lot probably. Um, he was out there in the last minute, two minutes of the game. I actually like that move from Granado. He threw Gra- he threw. Darlene and Power out there together. I, I, I liked that from him. Um, didn't have trouble getting the goalie out tonight. Um, but unfortunately, you just didn't have good control when you did. Uh, ends up with two goals in the empty net. Um, I, it just drives me nuts. Uh, from Mike Harrington, actually, I, I tweeted after the game how infuriating it is to have the amount of teams in front of you that you have more regulation wins than and yet you, one of the determining factors of you missing the playoffs and the drought continuing is you just not compiling loser points. Uh, Winnipeg now leads NHL in regulation wins with 34. Sabres have 24. Astonishing to have same total as Toronto and Philly and be one up on Detroit. Also ahead of Washington with 22, Pittsburgh 22, and the Islanders 18. That is fucking insane. You have more regulation wins. You're you have the same right. You have the same amount of regulation wins as Toronto and Phil and Philly, and you're one up on Detroit. You have one more than Detroit, and you are ahead of Washington with 22, Pittsburgh 22, and the Islanders 18. These are all teams that are in front of you. They're in front of you in the standings. And because games like tonight, you can't get it into overtime. Fuck. Like, come on. You know, if it's not the the first three months of the, the fucking defensive structure of this team being dog shit, it's your top six not scoring. If it's not your top six not scoring, it's your bottom six not scoring. And you know what? The one problem we haven't had this whole fucking season, the one thing people were all astonishingly worried about this season, was the goaltending. And Uku Pekalukin, and you know, on the show, we adamantly defended him for a long time and said he is a more than capable NHL goaltender. He proved it this season. And say what you want about Devin Levi, he has a winning record, and we might have people might have expected a little bit more of him, but he was put in a really fucking tough spot for a 21 year old rookie goaltender on a dog shit defensive team the first half of the season, and now he's absolutely ripping it up in the AHL. His numbers are outstanding. He has an over 920 save percentage, a lower two two goals against, absolutely ripping up. So goaltending has not been an issue this season, but it's just the inconsistency. You know, your your top six guys shitting themselves. It's it, it, if it's not that it's your bottom six doing virtually nothing to contribute to anything. If it's not that it's your power play all season long. If it's not that it's this. If it's not this, it's like it's fucking infuriating that you have more regulation points than Detroit, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders teams in front of you in that race for the wild card, and you're tied with Toronto and Philadelphia. Both who are comfortably in the playoffs right now, for the time being, you have you have just as many regulation wins as them. But because you can't fucking figure out to get games into overtime, that is going to be a big reason why this drought will continue. Oh, uh, dude, it's 
It's so... Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I don't even know. Like, that is... That, that is insanity to me. Insane. And then, I, I get it, man. Maybe you're a little tired tonight. I, I get it. That was an emotional win the last night against Vegas. You know, it was a big win against Vegas. The, the, the defending Stanley Cup champion just swept them this season. You won both games. Eichel sit in the press box. See you later, you douchebag. Uh, but you come, you come here. You play a so-so first period, you play a good second period, and you fucking piss down your leg in the third period. And, and, and I think Eric Robinson, and I'm going to pull up some of the some of the quotes after the game from some of the players via um, Brian Koziel here. If you guys give me a moment, I'll pull them up. Um, Brian Koziel with the post-game comments uh, from interviews. Uh, Granado, we made too many mistakes. It cost us. We lost some battles you would have liked to have won. We needed to do one of two things. We needed to elevate our game. Our guys fought fatigue. I, stop it with the fatigue because they were they played last night too. And they had to travel here. We didn't. We didn't drive it. We went, we went home. They went home and they went to bed. Uh, and we need to find a way to fight through it. Granado says UPL has been great for them. I don't fault him for this one. You shouldn't. You should fault yourself for nah, never mind. Uh, UPL said it was great to have the confidence from the coaching staff to go in back-to-back games. He also said that that he will take any start he can get. Said last night they had a solid third period, so he was happy to get the start tonight. UPL on the game when he go against it was a good shot. I kind of had the challenge. It really it's really tough when he comes in with that speed at, at that angle. You should have had it. I mean, again, I'm not going to blame him for the game, but he should have had it. I mean. With the way he's been playing, he should, he needs to have that. I mean, even if he wasn't playing that well, he should have that shot. That's just my opinion. Uh, Paterka says both teams were playing back-to-back, no excuse energy-wise. They were on the same level, but they gave up too many odd man rushes uh, the other way. Yeah, and it, that first period especially, I, I pointed it out in side note, or game notes um, after the first period. Like, they were just entering our zone with ease, with, with no issue at all. Paterka says the power play had been clicking lately, trying to have fun, trying to make plays, says the passing, the great to set him up for the power play goal. Paterka, I think too many odd man rushes. We were in the, in their zone, but we gave up too much in transition. Robinson says they were playing not to lose, trying not to hold on, trying to hold on to it. Can't do it against good teams. And I, how many times have we said that on this post game show, this team, when they do have a lead sometimes, sometimes they play not to lose. You can't play not to lose. You have to play to win. If you play not to lose, that means you're not putting your foot on the gas, trying trying to go for the jugular. You're 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 playing it safe, not taking chances. And I and I get it. I, I get it. Sometimes you don't want to take a chance against certain teams, but that's the difference between good good and bad teams. Like the willingness to take chances, even when you have a one goal lead. You know that that you know playing not to lose will get you nowhere in this league. It's a fact. Find me a single playoff. Find me a single team that's won a Stanley Cup in this league that carry themselves in that way with a, with a one goal lead uh, in the third period, playing not to lose. It just it's not sustainable. It works once in a while, but it's just not a sustainable uh, way, uh, strategy. 
Uh, Robinson on possible fatigue. It's not an excuse. I feel like we didn't get up to the pace that we needed to dictate play. They played yesterday too, and they came back to Bleisner. They played too, and not only that, they, again, I, I reiterate, they had to travel to us, and it's just no excuse. It is no excuse at all. And they played yesterday in Carolina. So they traveled here from Carolina. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They probably got in late. Um, didn't get a full eight. I mean, they got a full eight. I don't know. I I don't want to hear about fatigue. Both you guys played played uh, back-to-backs. And one team got to home and sleep, got to go get got to go home and sleep in their own bed. And one team didn't. And the other the team that didn't got on a plane, flew here, and slept in a hotel room. That team came ready to play. And not not ready to play, but came ready to play a full 60. You did it. That's just plain and simple. So um you have Toronto coming up here. Um that's a game that you know from a fan perspective, you want you you want more than anything Wednesday at, at seven o'clock. In Toronto, um, we we kind of had Toronto's number for the past couple of years, so I expect it to be a uh, a pretty competitive game. UPL and that probably I I would assume again. Um, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, he'll get his twentieth uh, start in the last twenty two games, and. Um, I hope and pray that we get right back into it and win again. And I won't, I will, I will not root for this team to lose. I don't care who's, you know, up for grabs at the top of the draft. I don't care. It's not a Connor Bedard. You know, it's not a, a McDavid, you know, it's not one of the, an Austin Matthews, not one of those guys. So if it's not one of those guys, I, I really don't care. I, I want to look to next year. I hope the deadline Matt, you know, Adams isn't just making moves for assets, you know, trying to bring in rostered players to this team that are going to help this team next year with term up in their contract. I'm looking at you, Calgary. I'm looking at you, Columbus. I'm looking at you, Anaheim. And I, I, I hope that he finds a way to make this team better and in the now and in the future. So I don't know, man. I, I, it's just, it drives me nuts. We're going to hit the peanut gallery here. There's a lot of comments from you guys. Um, Sabres lose once again outclassed. Can't disagree with you, Mauricio. Jets got to Buffalo at 6 after playing in the afternoon. Okay, so they didn't get in super late. But still, they they, they didn't get to sleep in their own beds. Um, what do we think Robinson Ceiling is? A fourth-line player. That's what he is. But he's a good fourth-line player. He's been good for Buffalo. He adds some jam and some speed to that line. And I hate the fact that we're still putting Krebs down there. Uh, power didn't skate to cut the angle off. So UPL would have had a better chance. That's not on him whatsoever. That's on power. No, man, a shot that far out. You have to have it, Carl. I'm sorry. You have to, you have to have that shot from that far out. I'm a goalie. I wouldn't know. You have to make that safe. I don't care if it's off the rush. It's coming in speed. You got to make that safe. They just come back to tie the game. They got some momentum. You have to make that safe from that far out. There's no excuse for that. I, I disagree hundred percent. Uh, Bruins and Isles both have 14 loser points, which is nuts. Uh, I'm done with meatballs. Gargalant Leaf Levi was grinded into an injury to start the season with four games in eight days by Granado. You also don't have a center that wins key faceoffs either. 
No, we don't. Um, that that is very true. Casey Mills is probably your best faceoff guy, and he's barely at fifty percent. Yeah, Kev, power play two got it done. Where was Tage? Um, yeah, Tage again, non-existent tonight. He had a couple nice moves, but you know, top six didn't exist tonight. That was a tough loss. Not UPL's best, but Sabers only scored two again. Again, I thought I thought I don't know what you guys are. I thought UPL played great. I thought he played fine. Um, and by no means was this on Uko Pekalukinen. Um, outplayed, outhit, physically causing turnovers, on man rushes all night long. Poor puck management. Thompson, Tuck, Skinner played poorly. Out chance, low scoring, shooting chances. Just left arena. I was hoping for a better performance offensively, but UPL was your best player tonight. Don't blame him, but defensively, we just gave Winnipeg too many opportunities. I hate losing. Um, Sabres gave up way too many odd man rushes from Hudson Curtin. Uh, biggest thing tonight was lack of conditioning. Why do so many players disappear in the late third? Can't even blame Darlene. He has played 30 minutes in seven games. Yeah. That's why I don't rush to judge him like there. He, had, he was double teamed in the corner. That guy plays over 30 minutes a night. Like I'm not blaming him. <laughs> I'm just not, you know, that game should have been. That 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 they he, we should have been in that position to begin with. You had 19 shots on that. Still 10 points back of final Warka, one game in hand on Tampa. But Pittsburgh has four games in hand. Others have two, and they all lost tonight. Those teams and, and Pittsburgh is currently losing. So it, that's what sucks the most. Wow, that one makes you mad. It does. It, it does piss me off because it, you have you have games in hand on the team currently in that last wild card spot, and all of these teams that are in front of you, you have either just as many or more regulation wins. And it's games like tonight that you just can't fucking figure it out and get it to overtime. It's a big reason why you're not going to make the playoffs. And what ties into that is the fact that you don't have the consistent scoring from Alex Tuck, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Dylan Cousins, all these guys that you're paying good money to be those guys. They're not your guys this season. Team needs to get rid of Akposo. Skinner also looks helpless. No speed. Akposo can't shoot. Um, from the shots on goal, showing six across the board to a scorpion and a mug in the Sabres store. This team went from puck luck to bad luck. The Sabres tonight were cursed. I don't know about the shots on goal showing six six six. Um, not sure what that's all about, but I did see the picture. There was a dead scorpion in, in somebody's mug today at the Sabres store. Uh, that was wild, assuming that probably happened during shipping. Um, what a disaster. They all ran out of gas. No excuse. Top line was crap. They were absolute garbage tonight. All night long, puck watching, odd man rushes being outplayed, out hit. Um, from Rikini, we're all shaking our heads. Uh, just when you think the Sabres have turned a corner, they lose a lead and game. Top line was crap. Yeah. Um, Casey just plays too tentative for me. Um yeah, there's a lot of talk about trading Casey, and I'm not advocating trading Casey. I hope they bring him back at the right price, but he he was non-existent tonight too, guys. He didn't exist out there. Like he wants he want he, he wants an extension. He wants a long-term extension. Well, guess what, Casey? You got to show up in games like this. You got to. You just have to. Um, you got to be a more consistent goal scorer. Um. I love Casey Milstad. I love how he's turned a corner and he's, you know, finally, you know, found his own identity on this team. But 
that identity also has to be consistently contributing in must-win situations. And he's not the only one to blame, but he's also not under under uh, looking for an extension. The other guys all already, all already have their money. Um, he, he made phenomenal saves besides the ones that beat him. Um, I mean, that first goal, everybody was puck-watching Morrissey. They all expected a shot, all five players on the ice, all staring at Morrissey in that puck. Nobody saw Nino Niederreiter just chilling there on the back door, left all alone. That's not on UPL. I mean, what do you want him to do there? Um, in terms of the second goal, I've been there. Um, the puck hit him in the chest, and it just found a pocket, if that makes any sense. It hits you in the chest, and it just moves on. Its, it literally just moves on its own and falls down, and it probably hit the side of his pants and fell in the back of the net. Like, it happens. It does. It does. And that third goal is the one of the three that I am going to put on on Ukopeka Lukadim, but he literally followed up with an incredible fucking two-on-one save on Connor and bailed him out. Would you guys have felt better if he let that goal in rather than the one from Barron that he should have saved? I mean... I don't know, man. Listen, I, 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 for me, he played good enough for you to win. 19 shots on goal isn't going to get it done. No way. Uh, never, never going to happen. We scored two goals. Still not enough. Tage and Mint's lines were shit. Absolutely. Scoring two goals is not usually going to win. You are correct. How do you just collapse like that? Not enough leadership. Um, just not playing with any desperation, not playing with urgency. Um, I don't know, man. That's that was bad. And when we say collapse, I mean it's not like they were matching what Winnipeg was doing shot for shot. They had a so and so first period. They had a really good second period, and they had a dog shit third period. So the reality of it is, they probably only played thirty total minutes tonight, if that. And that's not going to get it done in the NHL to win to win games. It's just not not against a team like Winnipeg, who is playing very well this season. Um, and they didn't even start their starter, man. They started Brisson, Laurent Brisson. Tonight was a good time for Donnie to reunite original lines and move up Krebs. Finally, a line mate finished. Agreed. That was a beautiful pass from Krebs. It was nice to see some creativity with the first power play when JJ scored. Yeah, that was really nice. Hopefully it helps increase that draft stock for Kyle Posso, or sorry, uh, deadline stock for Kyle Posso. Tonight was the night for fresh legs, so Victor should have played. Another miss by Granado. You really can't wait for him to get fired, honestly. I really can't wait for him to get fired. It's going to happen, so let's just get it over with. I don't know if it's going to happen, Gar. I, I, I really don't know. Um, his extension hasn't kicked in yet, and I don't think Terry wants to coach another guy to not uh, – he doesn't want to pay another guy to not coach for him. And just my, just my thoughts. Um, more from you guys. Uh, lots of comments here. Dwayne, I agree. Fat- being fatigue is not an excuse. I thought they played well up until the third period. Yeah, I said they, they won the second period. They didn't win the first period, but it's not like they played like dog shit. Um, they came out only tied up one, one, uh, you know, giving up a late goal. In this in the first period with five and a half seconds left, usually that means you know you're going to lose some momentum there. But Buffalo didn't. That's the response I wanted to see. 
the second period, you took the physical play to him. Uh, Dalin was a wrecking ball. Um, you're getting shots on net, bodies in net. You were forechecking, winning puck battles. It was a great response after giving up a late goal to tie the game in the first. And you had a lead go into the third. They were 19 and 0 and 1 this season going into the third period with a lead. And that undefeated in regulation streak is now officially over. Um, there was another stat from uh, that Mike Harrington posted. I'm going to pull it up right here in just a moment. It was uh, pretty, pretty uh, eye-opening. Let me see here. In terms of the last two seasons, when they go into the, when they go into the third with a lead, um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Let me see. The Sabers had been 46 0 and five the last two seasons when leading after two. Gonna take some research to find out the regulation loss went ahead. Well, the last regulation loss went ahead after 40 minutes, and that he did find that. Let me see here. Uh, it <coughs> from Sabres PR last regulation loss when leading after two was April 7th, 2002 or 2022 at Carolina. They were winning three to two after 40 minutes and then lost five to three. Since then, the Sabres were 51 0 and five when leading after two, only until falling to the uh, the Winnipeg Jets tonight. That's insanity, you know. I guess you're going to have a hiccup at some point. You know what I mean? With that long of time, almost a full year. Actually, two full years. Sorry. Almost two full calendar years in between um, the last time you had a regulation loss when leading going to the third period, which is an impressive. It's just impressive. Um, but it's just a shame that it happened now when you can't afford for it to happen. Now you got to get to overtime. Um, let me see. The first empty net goal that they scored, we had the puck in the corner and there was no support for the puck handler and that's why they got the puck out. Yeah, I mean, Darlene was double teamed there. And yeah, I remember, man, he's been playing 30, almost 30 or more minutes a night for how long now? He set like a franchise record. Might have been like an NHL record for all I know. But, um, and he got that hack, that brutal hack from Mark Scheifele in the foot that he was clearly in pain with uh, right before the second period ended. So, I mean, I'm I'm not. There's no guarantee you're going to tie the game after that. It would have been nice to get that puck up the ice, but I'm not gonna, you know, nail Darlene to the cross for that. He had no support, like Carl said. Um, from Hudson, thoughts on the what if if we won the McDavid lottery? Where do you see this team now with him? I, I tweeted that out a couple weeks ago. What would you have rather had? Would you have rather? The Sabres back in 07, um, was it 2007? Uh, if they would have extended Breer and Jury, or would you have rather won the McDavid lottery and drafted Connor McDavid? I'm on the side of drafting Connor McDavid because I think that you look at their careers after they left Buffalo, Jury didn't really do anything special in New York at all. Um, I mean, Breer was good for Philly, but there's still no guaranteeing that those guys were going to get you over the hump. Cause if people that do remember that season, Oh, six, Oh seven, the Sabres, I mean, we were scared of Ottawa. They were the better team. We got boat raced in five games, man. They, they, they smacked us around. So there's no guaranteeing you were going to get back to the forum 
that you were at 0506 because you miss guys like uh you know J JP Dumont and you know that really provided you a lot with a lot of depth on that on that team and unfortunately um it didn't work out I, I much would have rather had McDavid a full t- 10 plus years with Connor McDavid because that guy is incredible he averages over 100 points a season we haven't had a 100 point player probably since the years of LaFontaine and Mogilny so yeah it's a McDavid a thousand times over I don't care about how much not signing those guys set this franchise back being able to draft a guy like Connor McDavid, who's electric as he is, not just because of his ability on his own, but what he attracts. Players would come to Buffalo to play with Connor McDavid. Absolutely. Um, Taylor Hall came here to play with Jack Eichel because he saw how much uh, Jeff Skinner got paid from one season playing with Jack Eichel. So uh, let's, I might want to spend too much time more time in the comments on, on that thought. Uh, I also think it's funny Sabres take on players. I also think it's funny Sabres takes on players are so back and forth every game because it's in, they're inconsistent from Dan Anderson, just like the Bills, Sabres play not to lose and always backfires. Yes. I've, we've been saying this for a while. Big focus. Do you expect this team to look vastly different by Friday? Um, I expect there to be some faces that have been here for a long time to no longer be here. Um, Adams told Matt Fairburn, uh, Granado will be coached next year. Yeah, he's going to be. I, I, he's not. His extension hasn't kicked in yet, people. As much as you dislike Kevin or dislike Don Granado, they jumped the gun on extending him long term, and it's bitten him in the ass so far. I, at, least, at least, again, I, 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 I'm still willing to hold out hope that Don Granado figures it out. But I think it's going to start with hiring a new staff. That's where I think it's going to need to start. You got to get rid of Wilford and Matt Ellis and those guys. And Christy, get rid of them and bring in a real staff. Um, I expect little or nothing change in the team Friday except Eric Johnson gone. Um, yeah, we got Zubras at deadline to replace Dumont, and that was just garbage. Yeah, I, I remember I, I didn't mind Diana Zubras, but he just didn't gel with this team, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Matt Ellis coached 13U before us. Buddy, it's like you've been listening to this show for a long time. Oh, we, we trust me, we know. We know all about Matt Ellis' coaching resume before he got an NHL coaching job. It's it's gross and not gross in a good way. It's it, it's grossly, grossly, grossly. Um, he's grossly uh, unqualified to be coaching in the NHL. But put it lightly. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, again, Sabers lose five to two. Pissed on their legs in the third period, and uh, again. You could point to certain players, namely your top six, not showing up for pretty much at all tonight. Um, a couple defensive breakdowns in the first and second period. The first goal is specifically, sure. Um, I thought defensively they did play good enough to win, but offensively is a different story. And um, listen, UPL is going to have a chink in the armor here and there, but he more than made up for it after that goal went in with a couple huge saves. Even before then, with a lot, plenty of huge saves. Sometimes you got to support your goaltender. They didn't tonight. They did not give him any support. Um, if they get into next season, this team is 12, 15, and 3. Is Granado fired? He should be. Uh, who would you want at the deadline? Um, I think they should target 
uh, Calgary. Um, guys like Blake Coleman, Rasmus Anderson, Noah Hannafin, um, Nazem Kadri. I, I love. I, I would love players like that. Um, Boone Jenner from Columbus would be awesome. Um, uh, that defenseman Juracek that can't seem to get in the lineup in Columbus is a former first round pick. Um, absolutely would love him because I think he would thrive uh, on our blue line with some of the uh, talent that we have. Uh, just give him a chance. Um, yeah, there's definitely some players out there. I have my list. Uh, we're going to have a trade deadline show. Um, I'm hoping that I'll just say right now, Andrew Peters, front of the program, I believe is going to be coming on with us either Thursday or Friday to talk trade deadlines. So that should be fun. Um, also some other guests, Ryan Jury, not to be fused with his cousin, Chris Jury, Ryan Jury, the voice of the Guelph Storm in the uh, OHL. He'll be uh, coming on with us to talk, you know, about, you know, rumors, deals to come and his caps. He's a big caps fan. So we'll have him on like we did last year and some other guests as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to the deadline. Unfortunately, not for the, the reasons we all want to be looking forward to a good line. Love everyone else, but Hannafin won't come here. We're on his no trade list. I have no idea who's on his no trade list. I didn't know that was made public. So um, that being said, guys, I'm going to call it a night here. We're almost 45 minutes with you lunatics. I appreciate you guys always coming on with me. And I want you guys to all remember this has been brought to you by Fatty Beer Company. Western New York's premier market and tap room with eight different Western New York locations and over 300 beers to choose from. Make sure you choose Fatty Beer. Tell them the boys from Two Goalies, one Mike sent you. And Buffalo Logo Apparel, one of the greatest places to get all of your Buffalo sports apparel needs. Whether it's your shirts or your hoodies, this will be available on their website next week. The GOAT hoodie and shirt or... This beautiful, beautiful hat right here, the 39 goaded bulk uh, snapback. It's at, like I said, it doesn't do it justice, man. Just the embroidering on this is beautiful. It's worth every penny. Um, just keep an eye out at Buffalo Logo Co. on Instagram and Twitter, at buffalogo.com on, online, uh, access to the website, at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter, fattybeer.com. Make sure you go check them out. Tell them the boys from Two Goalies what Mike sent you. Dwayne, thanks for being classy. Hudson, thank you for being here. And thank you for being classy. And you all stay classy, Buffalo. Uh, we will talk to you guys hopefully before Wednesday. Maybe we'll rip an episode before then of Two Goalies, One Mike. Make sure you subscribe to us. Please, anybody in here who hasn't subscribed yet, if you have Apple Podcasts, if you have Spotify, on YouTube, please search Two Goalies, One Mike. Um, on those platforms, please, please, please. Uh, number two goalies, number one, Mike, and uh, subscribe. Give us a five star rating. Really appreciate the support. Go find us. Um, we've had such a good catalog of guests we've had on the past. From as I said, Andrew Peters. We've had on Devin Levi, Owen Power, Clint Millar, Truck multiple times. Olaf Kolzig, one of my favorite goalies back from the heydays. Uh, we've had such a good list of guests both former players, analysts, go check it out. Uh, please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It would mean the world to me. And I will talk to you guys hopefully before Wednesday, but if not Wednesday night after the Sabres take on the hated Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Yes, and hit the like, Kevin. We will talk to you guys later. You have a fantastic night. Hope you had a good weekend. And as always, go Sabres! Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Cundell from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, 
will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.